What is going on, friends? Thank you for joining us for the New Vision Podcast. We here at New Vision believe that the gospel transforms lives. So we're going to take an opportunity to open up God's word and see what he has to say so that we can take the best next step to become more like Jesus. What is going on, New Vision family? I am so glad that you have been walking slowly with us and walking slowly with the journey of Jesus as he headed towards Calvary's cross. This is day three of our Holy Week podcast, and really there is just this weightiness to this week because, yeah, there's beauty coming on Sunday, but there is pain um, really leading up to that. And there's really, you kind of get the full brunt and the full picture of what our king was walking through as he prepared himself to surrender his life on Calvary's cross on Friday and then being resurrected on Sunday. And so as you've been reading along with us, as you've been listening along with us and maybe um, doing the daily plan with us, like this is heavy. And, you know, really we know that Sunday is coming. And for me, and probably for you, we are not prone to sit in pain. You think about it, most of us want relief from pain as soon as possible. Enter Tylenol, right? <laughs> and so we do not do well with pain, but pain reminds you that you are alive and pain is a necessary part of the process. I don't like that part of the process, but it's a necessary part. So being day three, we're kind of going to see what Jesus was up to on day number three as he's headed towards Calvary's cross. And we're going to find ourselves in Luke chapter 21. And we're going to start in Luke 21, verse 37, and we're going to read through 22, 6. Not a lot of verses. It seems like since we are going through two chapters, that will be a lot of verses. But it's not a lot of verses. It's only about eight verses. And so what we're going to do, if you've been a part of our daily podcast, is I'm going to read the, this section of Scripture in its entirety. And then we're going to just walk through it a little slowly. And then we're going to kind of see some takeaways and some things that are applicable to us right now. So I'm reading out of the NIV. So if it reads a little differently, it's probably because we're reading out of different translations. And so Luke 21, beginning in verse 37, I'll begin. And every day he, referring to Jesus, was teaching in the temple. But at night he went out and lodged on the mountain called Olivet. And early in the morning, all the people came to him in the temple to hear him. Now the Feast of Unleavened Bread drew near, which is called the Passover. And the chief priests and the scribes were seeking how to put him to death, for they feared the people. Then Satan entered Judas called Iscariot, who was of the number of the twelve. He went away and conferred with the chief priests and officers how he might betray him to them, and they were glad and agreed to give him money. So he consented and sought an opportunity to betray him. So let's just walk slowly. Let's begin in verse 37 of chapter 21. And every day he was teaching in the temple, but at night he went out and lodged on the mount called Olivet. And early in the morning all the people came to him in the temple to hear him. Um, what I love is that Jesus did not retire on the last week of his life. <laughs> he didn't go and just get away. No, he stayed the course and continued to engage with people. 
And, and this forces a question for me, why would he do that? Why, knowing that what is to come in a couple of days, why wouldn't he just go take some time for himself? And no, because he knew what he was called to do and he was willing to do it no matter what the circumstances were. See, the circumstances didn't dictate what Jesus was called to do. In spite of the circumstances, Jesus continued to do the very thing that he was called to do. If you're anything like me, that is a hard posture to walk in, but a beautiful posture nonetheless to walk in. Verse 20, chapter 22, verse 1. Now the feast of the unleavened bread drew near, which is called the Passover. And the chief priests and the scribes were seeking how to put him to death, for they feared the people. It's interesting, like, that Jesus is on this journey to surrender his life on the cross during this Passover feast of unleavened bread. You go, man, that's almost like, look, this Passover meal where back in Exodus, you know, God had this moment where they would do an unblemished lamb's blood over the doorpost, making a cross on the cross beam. And that unblemished lamb's blood would provide a way or a bridge so that death could not take anyone in that household that was covered by the blood of the unblemished lamb. And yet we see Jesus walking to his own cross beam to surrender his life and his body to be broken in his blood to be shed on our behalf. That's not an accident. God is up to something. He has a perfect and beautiful plan. And we see that with how the Passover and the death of Jesus are just so in sync. And these chief priests and scribes were seeking how to put him to death for they feared the people. These chief priests were trying to get rid of this guy named Jesus who was talking to the lowly of the low, who was talking to these people who weren't invited in. And this is he's disrupting this rhythm that these chief priests have said that, hey, I'll have the appearance of righteousness and this appearance of holiness. But Jesus is speaking to the heart of the issue, and he is inviting those that look dirty and from all standards of the people are dirty, but yet he's inviting them in. We have to get rid of them, of him. And so they came up with the plan to do so. Verse number three, then Satan entered into Judas called Iscariot, who was of the number of the 12. So here is Satan, the enemy influencing Judas. Here's what blows my mind. Is that because Jesus is all knowing, he is fully God and fully human. He knows that Judas is going to betray him, but yet he still invited Judas to the table. Judas didn't have to do this thing. Judas chose to do this thing. He was influenced by the, the enemy, but Jesus still invited Judas to the table. That is grace on a level in which I don't know if I will ever fully understand. Verse 4. He went away and conferred with the chief priests and officers how, to, how he might betray him to them. And they were glad and agreed to give him money. So he consented and saw an opportunity to betray him to them in the absence of a crowd. I don't know if you've ever been betrayed. Surely if you've lived any amount of time, you have probably been betrayed by someone close to you, someone that should have known better, someone that you thought 
uh, had your back that you thought was for you. And Jesus knows that same feeling. Nothing that we walk through or go through is foreign to Jesus. So that's why he has empathy with us because he lived fully as a human for 33 years. So he gets it in here as he's walking towards Calvary's cross. One of his closest, one in his inner circle, one of his 12. I mean, you got to think Judas has seen the healings. He has seen the miracles. He has heard Jesus talk, but yet his heart is unmoved and unsurrendered. And he betrays ultimately who should have been one of his closest friends, a guy who invited Judas to be a part. He hears this rabbi inviting this follower to follow in his ways. And yet Judas betrays him. What depth of sorrow he must have experienced on this betrayal. So Jesus gets it. He gets it. But all of this was a necessary part of the journey of Jesus to Calvary's cross. And as I read this today, as I think through all the emotions in this journey that Jesus was walking on, it leads me to this place of sorrow and hope and just feeling this blessing of this grace that just has changed me. Because Jesus didn't have to do it, but he did it willingly. And it truly is beautiful. And here's what's also I love, is that although the enemy did his, his best in order to foil and spoil the plans of God, God's plans are not to be tampered with. And so he leveraged the play of the enemy to really defeat the enemy through the trap he set of what he thought was death he tried to put a period and Jesus put a comma because, yes, he surrendered his life on Calvary's cross, but then three days later he was resurrected from the grave. Let us not forget that. So as we sit and walk slowly and we kind of experience the pain and the tension of this, don't try to move too, past, too fast past it. Let's embrace it. Let's feel what we need to feel. Let's be thankful for the king that the tomb is empty. And let's walk in this. And I hope you will join us tomorrow as we continue on this journey of Holy Week. Love you guys, for you guys. Look forward to seeing you here tomorrow. Bye, everybody. Thank you for joining us today for the New Vision Podcast. We hope that you have heard a word from the Lord and that you can better walk today in light of God's word. To find out more information about New Vision, we would love for you to follow us on Instagram at New Vision Life or look us up online at newvisionlife.com. And as always, we look forward to seeing you tomorrow.